Hi, this is Ronald van Vollenhoven and I'm here at the uh, Lupus Academy, an annual event that is taking place in Lisbon this year. And it's an educational event where about 150 delegates are being given uh, information, up-to-date uh, new scientific data and clinically relevant uh, instructions on systemic lupus erythematosus. The meeting just got started. I'm here with uh, Professor Roger Levy from Brazil, who is one of the faculty members. He has joined us over the past several years for each of the Lupus Academy events. And uh, right now we're very excited about this event having gotten started. Roger, what is your first impression? Well, I think we had a good start. We had a nice uh, presentation about cancer and lupus, where I learned a lot from Anne Clark. She showed data from long-term and her own data and from other centers. And I was impressed with the data she showed with the increased risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma early in the disease, which was not something that I really knew about. So this is something that we are going to pay more attention. And then we had a very interesting and uh, exciting debate about the mixed connective tissue disease and the relationship to RNP and predictive of uh, turning into other diseases. And we talked, they talked about also about the naming, if it's a right naming. So I think it was interesting because we, we saw the audience voting before and after, and there was a switch before most of the people believed that mixed connective tissue was an isolated disease by itself and the naming was good. And then at the end of the debate, uh, 60 to 40 was a switch. And I think my own opinion is that it's very important to know about this not the naming itself, I think the naming is confusing, but to know how to identify this disease. And we had the impression from old studies that it was a benign disease, but now we know it's not so benign, so we have to pay attention to these patients and evaluate them for the prognostic markers, look at their lung function, renal function. So I think I learned and I had the impression that most of the people of the audience also learned. I agree with you. It's not always that a debate is followed by a vote uh, before and after and there's uh, such a big change. But here the debaters clearly were able to, uh, to sway the audience in one way or the other. And uh, you actually contributed by the debate also by mentioning your own large cohort. Yeah, right? we, we looked up uh, recently at our own cohort. We have um, 100 patients with scleroderma that we follow, about uh, 80 dermatomyositis, about 20 polymyositis, and we have 30 patients with connective tissue disease that were classified as mixed connective tissue. And in five years of follow-up, only one of them turned into lupus, full-blown lupus. So we believe it's an isolated disease, but not as benign as the first papers from the 1970s told us. I think the, the debate is very interesting. Sometimes we don't have a 100% answer, but it makes the people on the audience think about it, and many new uh, projects may come up from this debate. So I think it's a good way to start. Absolutely. You will be talking at the Lupus Academy. I'll be showing some cases, difficult cases of lupus skin disease and show our experience. I'll go quickly on my presentation on the 
classification on the different types of skin involvement in lupus and show some difficult cases and how we manage them in the clinical practice. Well, we're looking forward to that and I think we're looking forward to a great uh, continuation of the Lupus Academy. Thank you very much, uh, Professor Roger Levy from Brazil. Obrigado. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm here with uh, Professor Sandra Navera from the Philippines, who is, uh, has come a long way to visit us here in Lisbon. And uh, Sandra, what are your impressions of the Lupus Academy so far? The Lupus Academy has helped a lot in in helping other people and assisting in the educational needs of uh, lupus uh, and how I wish we could bring it uh, down to my part of the world in Asia where there are a lot of lupus patients and we need the education, we need the updates so that we can more effectively uh, treat or manage our patients with lupus. You mentioned that it would be great to have this meeting in other places also but in fact I think once it was done, right, where the meeting was uh, held is uh, in a smaller version on a different uh, in a different part of the world isn't that right uh, so we, we did have it in asia we did have a lupus academy uh, team up and partner with the asian lupus summit and that was held in cebu philippines we had um, patients also uh, we had uh, participants uh, from the asia pacific region and it, it is it, it was a, a good uh, affair and uh, highly educational uh, but uh, the participation um, in terms of uh, just a smaller group presentation, a smaller group participation, and we certainly need more and more meetings like this and hope to have a roadshow of some sort of Lupus Academy in other parts uh, of the uh, Asia-Pacific region, particularly in Southeast Asia. That's really a great idea, and we're going to be working on the roadshow. Thank you very much, Sandra Navarra. I'm now speaking with Professor Andrea Doria from Padua in Italy. Also welcome here in Lisbon. What are your impressions, uh, Andrea? My impression is uh, really very positive. I think that the Lupus Academy is a very special uh, format of uh, Congress uh, and uh, there are a lot of interaction between the faculties and the participants and this is really very positive. I have also noted that, uh, that, um, that from, the, from the audience there are a lot of very experienced people and so the discussion is really very uh, uh, very interesting uh, both for the faculty and for the, uh, and for the uh, participants and I think it is a very a new and a very uh, useful uh, um, format uh, for a meeting on SLE. Professor Doria, you were of course the president of the European Congress of Lupus, very successful in uh, Venice, Italy, and you have also now acquired the, um, uh, the honor of being the next president for the coming International Lupus Congress, and uh, we are looking forward to that. But let me just ask you, because you organize these large congresses for lupus, what's the role for a smaller meeting like the Lupus Academy in addition to those congresses? I think that is a very good idea. I think that, uh, uh, of course, uh, the big conferences are mostly devoted to research. Uh, Lupus Academy is uh, um, mostly an educative uh, meeting, and so it is another purpose, another aim. And so I think that uh, we could join the two meetings, uh, and maybe to organize a session in one of the European international meetings just in order to uh, to expand the the and uh, to improve the knowledge of, of the people on these uh, issues that's great thank you very much and have a great rest of, rest of meeting
Welcome back here at the Lupus Academy in Lisbon and I'm here with uh, Dr. Anisar Rahman from the University College London. And uh, Anisar, what are your impressions of the Lupus Academy so far? Uh, well, this is my first time at the Lupus Academy and I've been very impressed. There was a, there was a talk by Anne Clark on malignancy where she covered the whole ground very, very accurately and comprehensively. And the debate was very interesting. Uh, it was a debate about mixed connective tissue disease. It's been controversial for a long time. I thought both speakers were good. I think the debate swung this way and that and I've enjoyed it. Well, not only did it teach you a lot, but you also taught us a lot because uh, I can compliment you on an outstanding lecture on the cardiovascular aspects and the biomarkers that are involved in that. Can you just very quickly tell us where you think that the field of cardiovascular aspects of lupus is going right now, where it is most uh, actively moving? This is a great unmet need in lupus because we know that these patients have an increased cardiovascular risk, but are we doing enough about it? In my lecture, I said that, you know, I'm not sure I personally as a doctor am doing enough about it, not because of lack of goodwill, but because we don't have the evidence to say what to do. So I think this is going to be something which will advance in the future. I think we will have better ways of looking at which patients are at the highest risk, and then maybe we can intervene in some way, both with things that are known to work in other populations, smoking cessation, statins and so on, which we're maybe underusing in lupus, and maybe with new things, things which target the endothelium, which help patients with lupus. So I'm hopeful that things will change in this field over the next 10 years. Thank you very much, and uh, enjoy the rest of the meeting. I'm here with Sara Badre, who is here on behalf of the organization Lupus Europe. And uh, Sara, can you tell us quickly what Lupus Europe is, and then also your impressions of the Lupus Academy? So Lupus Europe is an umbrella organization with uh, 24 member countries, uh, one representing each country in Europe. And uh, they're all coming from um, patient organizations in their country um, trying to unite Europe in what's going on in lupus and research and clinical trials. And this is my first time here at Lupus Academy. It's uh, really interesting. It's fun to see what the doctors view from on lupus and how to treat and uh, the other angle on this disease. That's not only from a personal and, and patient perspective. The debate yesterday was really, really nice. The debate about whether to, um, to use the term mixed connective tissue disease as a special kind of uh, diagnosis for some of the patients. Yes, that was really fun. I liked uh, Eisenberg's uh, theory with the Sao Paulo, the island in the, in the middle before going forward. That was really nice. Um, I also do agree with uh, the other speaker that was... Yes, Professor Andrea Doria. That... Um, um, it m- might be too confusing to change the name right now, but I, I liked it. The debate, it was funny. <laughs> it was a great debate, wasn't it? And uh, yes, the question is whether a term that may not be optimal should be changed or that we can nonetheless live with it and use it to indicate some patients with a particular form of what is really a systemic uh, autoimmune disease, similar to SLE, but maybe just a little bit different. So Sarah, enjoy the rest of the meeting here and I hope uh, it will continue to uh, be of interest. And also I think that uh, the the Lupus Academy organization is very happy that you as representative of the patient organization Lupus Europe are here this time for the first time, but maybe not for the last time. Thank you. (laughs) 